I love you. It's a tale as old as time. That's the wrong one, isn't it? Yeah, that's oh, well. It, I mean, it, it's Cinderella. We're talking Cinderella today. Uh, <laughs> I wish we were talking Beauty and the Beast, but let's be honest. Cinderella has been remade so many fucking times that it, it is really the tale that's old as time. Like, yeah, speaking of... I, I didn't I didn't expect to jump right into it, but hey, I led you there. I, I like I like uh, I think I mentioned uh, when we were doing the first batch of Disney movies. I'd like to go back to you know these the origin stories of these great folk tales. Cinderella, you know, right. it's been around forever. The first story that of literary standpoint, anyways, in Europe, she was known as Kina. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> so there's an italian story by basile and then that was later adapted in french by perrault i think that's how you say his name i don't know that version she is cendrillon Ooh, yeah that's a pretty name it is pretty but then there's also the grim fairy tale yeah ashen poodle which uh translates (laughs) to ash fool fool that's the the mo- what her stepsisters mock her with and yeah. actually uh and so is Sin- so is Cinderella, which is talking about the cinders i believe <clears throat> but this story had been around it like almost seemed to always been around especially by the time that these people who are collecting folk tales and making them in collections so far back that most cultures have a version of this tale and in fact they call it story type leave 510 uh let me let me pull that up this is like a folklorist thing and um, what are we an educational podcast now (laughs) yes story type 510 what is this shit (laughs) (laughs) damn it i had it i had it on on the spot where it had the right number but I believe it's. But anyways, it's persecuted heroin is what the story type is. Oh, I gotcha. Yes, and there's you know what? all different versions. I think the best version, and they're not technically Cinderella tales, but they're kind of, in my opinion, they kind of are. Are Charles Dickens novels, but it's just okay. like instead of uh, instead of persecuted, you said persecuted. Heroin yeah, persecuted heroin. Yeah. Right. So instead of persecuted heroin, it's persecuted orphan and in Charles Dickens stories. Yeah. <laughs> or like persecuted poor, just in general. <laughs> so what's possibly the oldest version is the story of Rhodopis. It's a very similar story with the slipper part of it. She hmm. was um, a, either a courtesan or just a slave. But either way her slipper her sandal rather gets picked up by this bird and then dropped into the pharaoh's lap while he's um (laughs) seeing over justice in memphis so he's in memphis and she's somewhere else tennessee no (laughs) the egyptian (laughs) memphis um (laughs) she's in uh necratus and which is also in egypt but anyhow the 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 pharaoh was shocked by just this happenstance of a, a sandal in his lap and also the beauty of the sandal oh so my. he went around so he was in, 
He was in a feat, huh? Yes, I. That's what I'm thinking. You know, I think this all started the the Cinderella story started because somebody was in defeat. I mean, if Disney's if Disney's trying to make a movie that's specifically taught targeted to those with foot fetish, I mean, Cinderella is kind of the movie for them. Like that is kind of a key a yeah. key element. Yeah, I would say so. so. Especially with the, how it's stylized in in the movie too. Right. But, Anyhow, he does the thing where he goes around Egypt trying to find the person who his foot it is, and when he finds her, he falls in love with her, and they get married. That's the story. Oh, how adorable. It's, uh, it's, it's a Greek story, but a lot of the ancient historians like Herodotus put a version of it in their ancient histories as if it's history, but, you know, they kind of mix legend and history all the time, especially Herodotus. But it's anyhow, more fun that way. Yeah. And you know they they got different names for them too, but in Herodotus it's it's Rhodopis. But yeah, there's a whole lot of different versions. Sometimes the name is very similar to Cinderella. Sometimes it's not. <laughs> but there's but there's like Asians ver Asian version of these stories, and it, and it seems like, you know, it started in that Mediterranean area and just kind of spread out throughout the world. Right so it's pretty i i would say uh probably the oldest story disney that we've dealt with that disney delved into but i guess actually they did something with greek myth and fantasia or whatever but that was stupid yeah and one racist. of those one of those weird shorts <laughs> i don't know if i really consider them part of my disney <laughs> my disney version of the lexicon there yeah i forget most of the most of the packaged films we've watched. oh yeah yeah, and and if you guys listen to our series on that, you'll you'll learn how we feel about those packages. Yeah, we films. Yeah, we were, we powered through that fucker, <laughs> that era, man. But I'm really excited about uh, this. This is the first of the Silver Age, and with that, with that very long prologue, uh, welcome back to the Disney playlist, everybody. I'm the Green Traveler, and I am the Faceless Leon, and uh, yeah. I feel like that was a very choppy opening segment, but we got some. No, it some was an eight-minute prologue. There. I told you I'm gonna try to make it so that one day I don't. We don't do that until the very end. Like I'll get there. I, I like. I specifically led you into the history, and I was like, "Yes, you, you <laughs> go on, <laughs> you green bastard." How dare you? But yeah, here we are back with Disney, the start of the Silver Age, their twelfth film, twelfth uh, feature film. Yeah. Before we keep on going, I I do feel like I need to apologize for that green bastard comment. That's that's just too far. Yeah, I that's, have a father. That's fucked up. I I I know. A human one, not not yes. one from Gorsh. I have a human father and a human mother who's my biggest I, fan. <laughs> I don't need to. I don't need to be spreading hate like that. That's all. Damn yeah. straight. Yeah. Well, apology accepted. Thank you. You faceless bastard. <laughs> and <laughs> so after after World War II, a little bit of backstory for the movie. After World War II, Disney was over four million in debt. The the studios, not Walt himself, although oh, being the damn CEO, those package yeah. films apparently didn't do quite the job. Uh, they weren't they weren't doing that well. So, but with with the return of animators and with the industry backing up, you know, it's Europe. Europe uh, the European film industry is back to watching films. They're uh, 
rebuilding their theaters and everything. So so this was their first big boom. This was uh, you know this is going to be the the big jump start for them. They got great animation. Like the motion looks beautiful. It's like some of the best animation we've seen yet from Disney. Yeah. Yeah, you know, every time somebody moves it looks it it looks like a very realistic motion because it, it kind of I'm I'm not sure if they did, but it feels like one of those films that they like shot in live action and like animated that. Or, you know, they could have. It, it does seem very similar to Snow White, which is, you know, what they did there. Right. But I don't know. You know, the the mice. I, I I guess they could have done like you know that with actors, and then you know just draw mice yeah. on top of that. There are some really good stuff with the mice. Like I love how they use their tails to pick up the beads. I don't know. That's really funny to me, and uh, <laughs> like. They're also like the best fucking engineers, too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They they're really fucking smart, except for the fat one. Yeah. Well, he de- he's not you like he he was a he was living outside of the the cultured mouses right. nieces mice. That's right. <laughs> and <laughs> Mises, I love it. <laughs> Yeah, but to to synopsize Cinderella again, I I, I don't I should have looked this up. I'm interested in how many remakes Cinderella's had because it feels like there's been so many fucking times this movie has been done over and over again. Like they just did another live action version like a few years ago, and like it, it slipped under my radar because it was another live action remake, and I was just like. Wait, was that Disney's live action remake of Cinderella, or was that just another peop like another group of people just taking the story? Oh yeah, and they always are like, we got this twist on it, or they're like, we're just doing the original story because we love telling yeah. this story. <laughs> and you know, we've already talked about how this story is over two thousand years old, it, it, right. like in in some version or another. So obviously, it must appeal to people in somehow, some way. Because they keep on fucking doing it. Well, yeah, I mean, it is a good story, and and that story is Cinderella's mother dies, I believe, and her father marries this cruel woman, and then the father dies, and then the cruel woman, her new stepmother, uh, and her and uh, her stepmother's two daughters make Cinderella their slave, yeah. force her to do all the chores of the house, keep her ba- keep her locked away from society and she lives a tortured existence and then one day there is a ball and her fairy godmother appears out of nowhere and makes her beautiful like gets her prepared for the ball sends her off well disney cinderella never really stopped being beautiful she always had it but yeah he she she fixes her rags like you said and gets her a carriage and turns her mice friends into horses and coachmen and the dog into the dogs the footman yeah it's ridiculous man i don't know my whole my whole problem with this movie and watching it this time around was since it's been done so many times and since i've seen the the original so many times i'm fucking bored with it yeah like i get that i get that yeah it's especially since this is the bare bones original tale you know, there's no no twists, no. I mean, it's not the original, but it's like you know the right. original in regards to Disney, and you know, it, it is just basically very simple, elegant. It is nice, you yeah. know, it's a it's a really good movie, but I'm just I don't know, it just has no more 
entertainment value and for me at all (laughs) yeah (laughs) i i can understand that i can understand that but i i tried to watch this movie like i had never watched it before um but i gotta say like we were talking right before we started recording and i did not remember the shower scene this time around and there is definitely a little itty bitty shower scene yeah naughty naughty disney disney hooked me immediately like i I was just like (laughs) hey hey i was like i forgot about this oh man (laughs) yeah that's that's how they get you and then then 20 minutes later i was on my phone and then there was uh what's what is the good the big song in this the the um well the one i like Oh, but yeah, sure, yeah. that one. Then that uh, then that happens, and then I'm back in the the movie. You know, I, I like it from then sure. on. I really but... like Cinderella, though. Cinderella, yeah. Cinderella, Cinderella, night Cinderella. and day, Cinderella. Yeah, I really like that one. I do like the mice. They're yeah. adorable. They are. They they John were the ones Chris. who sang that, right? Yes, they are. <laughs> they're 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 singing about her plight because she wouldn't. She she doesn't complain about it because she's she's too good which that like okay so i feel like a lot of people might argue that this story is it's not extremely like strong from a feminist standpoint because she does get rescued by this man who she barely knows but i would argue that she is a strong character because she has a lot of resilience she she does not lose her spirit even though she's in this awful situation. I, I would say that she actually works pretty hard. She does get help from her mice and an- other animal friends and her fairy godmother, but they only help her because they care about her. And if you see, you got people who care about you like that, you obviously have to have something good going for you. Like she she just is a caring person. So I was honestly kind of surprised to find those strong character elements from Cinderella because I was expecting to watch it and just be like, yeah, it's just a point A to point B man saves damsel movie. But it really, there really is a lot from Cinderella in this movie. Yeah, she's a much stronger character than I certainly remembered her being. I mean, I really just don't remember a lot of this movie. You know, I... I feel like the things I forgot were the mice. I forgot a lot of their scenes. I mean, I remember them now after watching. Right, I just right. mean from when I watched it as a child till now, because this is another one that I haven't watched since I've, you know, probably in a decade. Right. I've seen a lot of the different takes on it by everybody else, but the original animation I haven't watched since I was a kid. And I like, I forgot about the mice. And I was surprised it was an hour and 14 minutes long because I thought it was even shorter than that. Like, I thought it was like close to an hour. It flew by yeah. when I watched it for sure. Um, oh yeah, it, it definitely does go. It is a breeze, but it just it, it seems weird to me that they stretched it beyond an hour because it just all I remember is you know Cinderella's plight, you know the the, the wedding invitation or whatever the ball, the ball comes, yeah. and then there's the the godmother scene, the ball itself, and then the aftermath, and it's just like it all seems like such a <laughs> easy condensed story and it's like how did you fit that yeah. in an hour and 14 like it yeah. feels like it's more of like an hour or 50 minutes like right how did they so, how did they stretch that out so much <laughs> i think one thing that i definitely forgot about but really kind of enjoyed was the king and the grand duke 
both played by yeah. uh lewis van Rooten, and um he just I, I believe that they're supposed to be the the king and his brother given that his title is the grand duke but i don't know i don't think disney really cared what was actually going on uh, because he pretty much just feels like his vizier or something like that right he is so desperate for grandchildren because really because he misses his son because his son grew up and just wants to be off by himself and he just misses hanging out with him so he wants him to get married and have some kids but he's also trying to respect his son who wants to fall in love with somebody so he's like yeah. i don't know why that's necessary which <laughs> is also really funny to me and definitely humor of the era but right it was just really cute to me uh and because i always remembered the king being this kind of kind of a mean character but that's only yeah. because he gets upset with the grand duke after he thinks that the the prince has already proposed to cinderella i mean it's a really funny moment and he does yell and get all red in the face and swing a sword around <laughs> but uh before and after that he's honestly just wants to be a granddad and i think that's hilarious right well i mean even when he gets mad he's kind of cute and adorable too because he, yeah he's just, yeah <laughs> <laughs> just wagging his sword around just like wow yeah but i do feel bad for the grand duke because it does seem like there might be a a bit of a strained relationship with his brother (laughs) right (laughs) oh and he also is the one who has to go around and try the shoe on everybody's foot (laughs) see those are those are other things that i just i don't even remember them in like i watched the movie but i've already forgotten those facts Right. Like those are just like those are hilarious tidbits that are tacked onto the story that you know when you repeat them I do laugh because I remember them but boy they they just don't add anything to the movie do they <laughs> like yeah not to the plot anyways um it's just it's just fun uh, like yeah. I feel like if they had one more scene between them that really paid the the grandchildren thing off or maybe even something at the end where it's a future flash and he gets to be playing with their grandkids maybe we'd remember that more so anyhow i do feel like we never really finished synopsizing this story because we we got her to the ball and i think it's i mean this story is so well known i don't know how people wouldn't know that the stroke of midnight the magic is gone that's 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 pretty much the premise so she runs away at midnight and then they she leaves a slipper behind and they try to find her that's pretty much yeah. the whole story which doesn't like the rest of her outfit go back to being normal like why does the slipper stay um because story? that's all i got that's all i got because <laughs> <laughs> maybe in I'm a like, different I version so i have seen versions where the the slippers are actually her mother's and they're a perfect Ooh. fit um, gotcha but that's there's no mention of that in this story for sure huh i like that i don't know it it might just be how i don't know you know fairies have a very a very mixed um, oh, don't do this shit <laughs> disney has not once ever explained how their magic works <laughs> okay but i was gonna say in folklore fairies 
are there's you know more often than not they're being pretty malicious so yeah. maybe the fairy godmother who does care about cinderella knew that she was gonna stay too long and that she was gonna run away and she thought said but i'll leave her this little souvenir slash right. maybe it'll lead them together eventually but i i don't really care i just want to see what happens <laughs> and now but now i'm also thinking if the fit, if, the, if the slipper fits so well why did it fall off like i know i know yeah. that's a question asked a lot but it's just like <laughs> she was going fuck? down a stair she was going down a stair and just a running stair. <laughs> several there were several actually there were stairs but when you go downstairs like oh, i'm sorry you're at least my shoes that slip on and off like okay right, right all right so you know you're saying though wouldn't that be so she, uncomfortable and yes it fucking would first off they are high heels second off yeah. they're made out of glass yeah. and then she and waltzed in them exactly like she's already <laughs> danced in them so you have a knowledge that they that they stay on her feet because she's dancing in them. if anything her feet swelled up <laughs> yeah <laughs> This story does not make sense. One and a half stars. Like, what the fuck? I'm not. Uh, that's not my real. That's not my real score. <laughs> yeah, well, Jesus. I, I, I mean, this is a short one so far. Yeah. Uh, but I'm really not I sure like what else to say about. Yeah, I feel like most of our long. Disney ones have been have been half an hour or like you know shorter. Sure. Yeah. I wish I had more to say. I mean, I did a lot of research, but I mean, it's really just variations of the same thing like sometimes uh, right. most of the time there is not a fairy godmother most of the time no. she actually like wishes to something like in the Grimm's b- brother one she wishes to a tree that she planted on her mother's grave uh-huh. uh, other stories especially in um the more eastern stories her mother is reincarnated in, or her spirit is put into an animal sometimes it's a cow and then sometimes it's a fish and when it's a fish usually the fish gets eaten yeah 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 after being mutilated though because cinderella likes the fish and then it gets eaten so she takes the fish bones and she plants them and then a tree grows out of it and that they the tree bestows the gifts upon her that make her ready for typically a festival and she meets the king there does its limbs bear fish fruit no i don't know i didn't read the stories i read the differences of the stories (laughs) i got as many questions with that one as as i have with the disney's animated movie (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely gosh that poor 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 mother yeah getting turned into a fish and a cow and like it, if there's two animals i don't want to come back as it's a fish and a cow yeah. like in the in the that. brothers grim in the brothers grim she legit died from the plague the mother did oh yeah oh uh, yeah the, they're they're yeah, i mean you might say that the brothers grim are very grim yeah because like like i don't know if we've mentioned i don't think we've mentioned it yet on the on the episode but like the the stepsisters in the brothers Grimm story <laughs> they chop off the one stepsister's toes 
when they're trying yeah. to get it to fit into the the glass slipper at the end, and they they chop off the heel of another of the other subsister to try to get it into the glass slipper, and it's just like fuck. So part of that though is like they're so sure that this will work that the mother convinces them that doing this is an okay idea because soon they'll be queen and they won't have to walk anywhere. I mean that makes sense, but at the same time. The amount of blood that would be around yeah. your, your 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 foot, I think the the prince would know what's up. <laughs> it, in fact, in the Brothers Grimm, a bird tells him that their feet is bleeding both times. So first off, he, he does get fooled. He takes them in the carriage and they're riding along to go on their honeymoon, and then a bird's like, "Her foot's bleeding," and he's like, "You cut your toes off, you sneaky little." turd and then he goes back and they do the same thing with the other sister but cut her heel off and this fools him again he gets fooled again the fact that he's so stupid yeah and takes yeah these women don't look like this woman and even the grand duke in this movie it's like and he knows he does know he does know though he knows it's not them the whole time he's like yes yada 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 read off this form of legality and okay let's put the shoe on it and he thinks it fits but it's only like on half her foot (laughs) and And i'm just i'm just realizing also now like i I know these are questions that have already been asked a thousand times across the whole internet because this movie or you know fucking old ass tale there's so many different versions of it but why does the prince need to know if the f- slipper fits? Because it's like, I think I would be able to recall them the night, yeah. the next day, <laughs> what they looked like. Yes. No matter how drunk I got. Yes. <laughs> so in these other stories, I bet it takes a lot longer for them to go along. I think he's supposed to be blind. He might be blind. Yeah. In the other stories. I think stories. he's supposed to be. Yeah. He's the blind king. And, and the story is called The Glass Slipper and the Blind King. Oh. Yeah. Is that real? I'm, if It might be. Honestly, dude, there are so many fucking versions of this story. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen, like, there was a lot of titles. I don't remember any of them, but they, they were just, like, I was variations like, was I just being completely? <laughs> I was like, am I just being completely stupid? Was the, was the prince actually blind? Like... <laughs> no, I don't think. No, he sees her, and he's like, wow, she's so stunning, and she's, like, she's she's being so impressed about everything that's going on around her instead of worrying about what she looks like i like that about her and then what's what's dance and we dance for a couple hours and then she leaves then midnight came along and our episode ended but we should probably do closing statements (laughs) i i get why this movie is a classic i get the story is beautiful i do love disney's animation the animation itself is phenomenal yeah like really good stuff for its age like movie came out in 1950 and it was like i don't know if it was a pioneer for animation i don't think it really did much in regards to like the making of animation but i don't know it's it's, it's beautiful especially from what it's been for right. the last decade which you know i'm happy that shit's over with even though there are some there are some good moments in in the war era right i'm really excited for the silver age and i'm really happy we're here and I, I, I even though Cinderella bored the fuck out of me, I gave it three stars. <laughs> hey, next is Alice in Wonderland, <laughs> though, right? I'm pretty sure. Maybe, yeah. Hell yeah, I'm down for that trippy shit. Yeah, I know. I love, I love that shit. Uh, anyhow, 
I want to give it a full face because I don't see a reason not to. I mean, I, I did enjoy watching it, especially, I guess it'd been right. long enough that I hadn't really looked at it with very critical eye. And when I did that, it was better than I expected it to be. Though it is regrettably a very familiar story. So it's like, I don't like if you're going to watch all the Disney movies, you got to watch Cinderella because it's classic, but it's, I'm not going to return to it over and over again because it's the same story. Yeah. It, It doesn't have, enough interesting elements to keep me going and going back it's not overflowing with charm yes though she is very charming there's just yeah there's just not enough other elements but the uh there is some great cartoon animal humor and i love that shit so i know you said you don't really like tom and jerry but well i mean i don't like tom and jerry because (laughs) the fucking mouse should die like (laughs) hey the mice are good in this one the mice are good in this one, yeah, but it's just the the cat is the villain, and it's it's very clear that the cat is very hoity-toity and right. kind of a pompous puss. Lucifer. Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, and so, but but where with whereas with Tom and Jerry, most often Tom is given the job, yeah, of making sure that there's no mice in the house. He he is doing what he is told by his owner, and he gets the shit beat out of him. <laughs> While this freeloading rodent, he dies. Doesn't a give lot. a damn. He dies. Yeah, he most never of dies. Dies. I mean, you see his spirit, but it always goes back in at the end of the episode when the credits roll. I think that's death. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> the kids, the kids know what goes on. He had a lot credits. more than nine lives. I'll give him that. <laughs> Ninety. <laughs> it was in his contract. It was in his contract. <laughs> We're gonna do this. I want ninety lives. <laughs> Make it ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> you fuckers! <laughs> I'll steal it from you. Well, fuck. I don't know, man. I think that's our show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> Welcome back to the Disney playlist. I've I've been the Green Traveler. I so happy to be here. And the faceless Leo, and I'm also very happy to be here doing more Disney. Safe travels. Hell yeah. And good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of FictionWorks19. If you like the show, please show your support by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Like, follow, subscribe, wherever you might listen. We also now have a Patreon account. If you feel so inclined to support us in a financial manner, please become a patron by visiting patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. You can also find more information about us on our Facebook account or on the FictionWorks19 Instagram account. Thank you so much for listening.